0: June 4th, 2023, we're continuing in Misilati Sharim. We're up to Perik Tetzain. Beveur Midata Tahara or Tahora. In this uh, Perik, in this chapter, what Misilati Sharim will begin to develop is this character trait known as Tahora. What is Tahora? Tahora is purity. And now we can talk about purity in all sorts of contexts with all sorts of understandings. Misilati Sharim Ramha will set forth for us a particular one as we'll see uh, from the very beginning. Ha-Tahora, he writes, he tikun halev If you're searching for a person seeking tahora and wants to truly understand what that means, of course, this, this is the next in the list of uh, that, uh, th- those character traits with which Rabbi be Ben-Yair prescribed for us in Massechit Avodah Zarah. What is tahora? It's tikun halev v'hamachashavot. It's uh, rectifying, it's setting straight your heart, your mind, and your thoughts. Shon Mesanuhu david lev tahor Elohim. He indeed says that David HaMelech, the Pasuk in Tehilim, says lev tahor berali Elohim. What was it that was created for me with that tahara, with that purity? It's my live. It's my heart and it's my mind. Vinyana, what does it mean to purify or set straight our mind and heart? <laughs> All of our actions, each and every one of the uh, decisions that we make, should be determined by Chochma and Yira, by true knowledge, and by fear and awe of god and not as a result of the fear of or or, or the temptation of, hate, of of sin and and, uh, and the allure of of pleasure What M'sillat Yasharim preempts is, well, we've been talking for several chapters, the last several perakim about this midav perishut. If a person has achieved perishut, it means with regards to their actions, if they've risen to such a level, they're really only taking that which is that which is necessary. They're not extending themselves into the world of excess, into pleasure and desire. So what room is there for tahara then? Why are we searching for some sort of purity with regards to mind, if, ultimately speaking, I'm not engaged in anything that necessitates purity, my life is one of purity. And so it's for that, says Mesilati Sharim, that even after after a person has arrived at that that uh, separation, that state of being where my life is dictated and determined by uh, the necessary components of my growth, it says, nonetheless, uh, even in such a circumstance, as I'm only quote-unquote, taking from this world, <laughs> there's still a necessary purity of mind and heart. <laughs> Ultimately speaking, so I'm eating not beyond that which I need to eat, but even as I am eating. Well, what's my perspective? What's my mindset? So I've trained myself uh, almost like Pavlov's dog, dogs to the point where I know that this is what I should be doing. And I am living such a life with regards to my actions. But is that penetrating my heart and mind? Am I as a result of such actions now determined as I'm indulging in that? It's an act of indulgence or it's rather a mindset of avodat Hashem. It's rather one which is integrated and synthesized with regards to in accordance with my overall activity and direction in life. In other words, what he's, what he's bringing forth for us is there's a fine-tuning after fine-tuning, there's a refinement after refinement. I've refined my actions, I've brought myself to the state and being where I know this is how I should ideally be deriving from this world. But even in that moment, even in those circumstances where you are then eating or involved in whatever physical activity it is, well, what's the mindset then? That's tahora. That's the next stage. The next stage is that that should nonetheless be amru. And in truth, in terms of, and he does this without telling us that he's doing this, in terms of interlinking perishut and tahorah, misilat yesharim, cites, Both in Perik Yod Gimal, that's uh, four chapters ago, and again here in Perik Tetzain, Peribi the Ezer, Shahia Megale Tefah, Um Chasete Fahim, Vedome, Lemishikefa Oshed. If you recall, that was the Gimara and Massechin Nidarim Adaf Kav, which Misilat Yesharim cited in the context of Perishut. It's in the act of relations, of marital relations, as he's performing for all intents and purposes a mitzvah as necessary. Rebidi Ezer nonetheless would be Megale Tefah, which means to say he would make careful, he would be careful, he would make certain that he wasn't deriving too much pleasure and benefit from this, but rather his mindset was one which was purposeful with regards to what was necessary in a relationship, which was necessary as an Ovet Hashem. So misilati Sharim then mentioned this first with regards to activity in Perek Yod Gimal. What does it mean to be a parush? It's a person who abstains from the extra ta'anugim, from the unnecessary ta'avot, from those indulgences and pleasures which are above and beyond my bare necessities. And he now repeats it again in the context of tahorah. That's very telling because he's repeating it again in the context of tahorah to say, you may have first achieved this with regards to action. What has that done to, then done to your mindset? He's not per se, that, per se explaining that's what would be the Izagatu. He is describing once a person has gotten to such a mindset, well, in such a circumstance, their Mahshava. Their live is one which is purified, which is refined. So, so again, Mr. Yesharim carefully and purposefully has repeated this Midrash about Rabbi Li Ezer, both by Perishut and again by Tahora. Perishut can and should flow into Tahora. Perishut, the abstinence with regards to actions. Tahora, well how does that now affect my mind? You might say it's, well, Sefer Achinuch, whom we've quoted more than once, says, My my heart, my mind will be following uh, that which I do with my actions. That's true. There's still a mindful necessity and component which needs to be in place. I'm acting, and if I'm acting just robotically, if I'm acting mechanically, I'm not per se affecting myself. Says Misilati Yisharim, that's the next stage of Tahora. Think about Abili Ezer, understand his actions, but then let them become a part of who you are. Ve'al davar ze'amar why is Misilat Yesharim concluding this paragraph with that Pasuk from Mishleh? Because it's Becholder derachecha Da'ehu, make certain that you have knowledge of God in all of your ways. And in turn, ye or he'll straighten your uh, path, your pathways. It's a pasuk which, again, could have been mentioned by perishut, but over here, there's the additional word of da'ehu. There's knowledge. There's integration. It's not only that my actions are refined; it's which, it's in turn, my mind and my 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 synthesis of being uh, becomes one which is attached to. Matters of higher growth and activity. So here is, for all intents and purposes, what M'sillat Sharim will focus on with regards to the rest of this chapter, and that is, okay, so we've addressed Perishut. We've talked about Tahora in the context of, it's not easy, but it's the easier domain and realm of life where I say, I know that I'm engaging, I'm indulging, I'm eating, I'm involved in something uh, physical in this world. I have to have the proper mindset. I have to focus myself appropriately. What about with regards to objectively good actions? What about with regards to mitzvot, to ma'asim tovim? What about them? Is there room, is there a necessary um, place for tahorah, even in ma'asim tovim? Even in mitzvot, a person's determined, a person's engaged in a mitzvah. What's the mindset in such a circumstance? Is it, uh, by definition, positive? Ha'kerovim <laughs> barach Those actions, of course, are close with regards to growth uh, to God. <laughs> Of course, he's referring to over here, uh, the concept which he'll explicitly refer to, and that is the idea of she mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Gemara al-Masechet Pesachim and Afnun, that has the statement of mm-hmm. le'olam ya'asok adam betorah mitzvot, she lishma, and le'olam means at all times, a person should engage in Torah mitzvot, afilu, even if it's she just translating those words, means for the wrong intention, for the wrong literally name, the statement is because coming from a person will a person will come and That's what he's going to refer to in the next uh, few lines. Let me warn you already, because he'll refer to it uh, very briefly, but it'll be the crux of his discussion. Alternatively states that The statement is a person who does and is engaged in Torah mitzvot shelo lishma, without the proper intention, no achlo shelo nivra it's better that he would not have been uh, born, not have been created that's a blatant and uh, utter contradiction, on the one hand it says mitoch shelo lishma ba lishma. on the other hand it says no achlo shelo nivra a person who's engaged shelo lishma tosafot, rashi even shelo teshevot arambam addressed this matter again should it, is it appropriate for me and you to engage in mitzvot with the Wrong intention, or is it alternatively better to abstain, better to have not been born and created if you're engaged in the, with the wrong intention? Tosafot, famously, and elsewhere, suggests that there's two types of shelodishma. There's one which is not combative, it doesn't affect the other, and there's another which puts down the other. That's what he calls le versus uh, In other words, if you're looking for your own self, glory and honor, that's That's the statement which uh, looks positively at a person who's involved in Torah Mitzvot You're looking to grow your name. You're looking to uh, build a, your stature. Not positive, not appropriate, but ultimately speaking, not uh, negative enough for us to say to you, you should you'd be better off not be involved in that. And we say You'll come to involvement lishma. Alternatively, if it's lekantir, if it's to use that power to put down others, it's so that I say that I'm doing the mitzvah and you're not. I know more Torah than you, and as a result, I'm greater than you, and I put you down publicly or privately. That's where it's no achlo nifrah. That's not explicit in the text of the Gemara, obviously. It's not uh, an easy read into uh, the context of the Subyot with regards to this matter, but that's the suggestion of Tosafot. Rashi has something along those lines in Berachot and Daf Yodzayin. Misilat Yesharim here, albeit several generations, several hundred years after those Rishonim, he'll suggest something different. He doesn't call explicitly to our attention that he's going in a different direction. But it's important to note that at the onset, he's not following the traditional interpretations to resolving this contradiction. He'll be a lot more strict and severe with us with regards to our approach to lishma and shelo lishma, here it is. It says, Vehu ainyan shelo lishma muskar b'divrei razal pe'amim rabot." This is what am I referring to when I tell you that you need to strive for and achieve tahora, even in the maasim Tobim, hakerubim laboreyit yitbarach shemo. I'm talking about the concept of lishma ve'ulam. It says, it's already been in, in explained in the words of the rabbis. He's referring to the Rishonim. Now again, he's quickly referring to Tosafot, Rashi bam Without explaining to us their opinion because he won't accept their opinion. What he will do is distinguish. He'll say there's a dialectic here. There's two ways of understanding shalodishma. There's a positive shalodishma and there's a negative. Neither one of them is ideal, but one of them is permissible and the other one we should refrain from. How, how does he explain this? <laughs> What's the worst of all with regards to Shelolishma? Again, lo achlo shelo nivrad. la lashon of the Gemara and Berachot: Who sheinenu aved l'shem avoda kelal ella leramot b'ne adam u'laharviah u'kavod omamon. The purpose of the person's engagement in Torah and Mizfot is to mislead others with regards to them. In other words, you prop yourself up so that your marviah you gain kavod or Mamon, honor or money. That's the one which Tosafot told us was the positive one, remember. V'zehu she'amru, bo, it's about that, which the Gemara interchangeably with the Berachot, daf but in Talmud Yerushalmi says, no ahlo shenehifcha shilyato al panav it would have been better that your placenta been turned upside down, meaning, nivra. that's the statement, that's the circumstance where we say, better that you had not been created. If you're doing it for the achievement of kavod, if you're doing it for the achievement of money, of mamon, and about that sort of individual, the Nabi Yeshayahu says, we entirely are katame like those who are impure and bighad iddim iddim means disgusting clothing where all or all our righteous deeds are like disgusting clothing uh, rashi suggests that the word iddim um, he he quotes from the uh, the targum means to take off clothing which we shouldn't be wearing it's better to not engage in such actions than to uh, than to be involved with them with the wrong intention. Yesh shel but Mesilat now distinguishes. Well, if that was the worst, I mean, how can we find something better? Tosafot only told us, if you recall, that the that 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 the mitoch balishma was the kavod, was the mamon, was the Almenachi kareri peras. It's avoda. It's engagement with uh, Torah mitzvot with the condition, with the mindset that I'll be rewarded, not vis-a-vis human beings honoring me and giving me the glory and dignity, but rather God rewarding me. That's the avoda which is shemitoch shelo lishma ve'alav amru. It's about that situation that the rabbis state leolami Asoka adam b'torah Ba Baafilu shelo lishma shemitoch shelo lishma b'lishma. Kolpanim kol panim mi shelo adai mitoch shelo lishma elishma harehu rahok hare rahoku mishele muto uh, importantly, Elati Yesharim concludes this paragraph and says, even with the better situation, the shelo lishma, where the person is involved, shelo lishma al menat lekabel peras. Of course, he's borrowing the lashon of Antigonus at the beginning of Perkei Avot, that you should be mishameshet harav, shelo al menat lekabel peras. You should be worshiping God and servicing him on condition not to be rewarded. Um, but, uh, that's, that's, that's his wording. He says, even if you are engaged with the condition of getting a reward, and the Gemara does say, Le'olam, you should always be involved in such a fashion. Al kol pani lohi li'shma. If you didn't actually come to lishma, you're rahok from Shelemut. You're far from being complete. Now, although he's not directly appealing to Harambam over here, Harambam will fill us out for us. Harambam at the end of Ilchot Teshubah talks about how Vedme ahava. Harambam equates the 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 statement of Antignos Ish Soho, who says that you shouldn't be Mishameshetarav, Amenat aminat Kabel peras, but rather Amenat shelo peras. Harambam is Perusha Mishnayot, there in Pekeavot says that's a reference to Avoda Lishma. What is avodah lishma? Avodah mitoch ahava, love, dedication, devotion. What is that? I'm doing it because I know this is what I should be doing. And that's what he's appealing to over here. That's the shalim. That's the all of Sefer and Harambam, which begins in El Khot Yesodei Torah, leads us to the final chapter, Perik Yod of Il where Harambam says, what does it mean to be Oved Hashem Be'ahava? It's the statement which leads us into the next book of Harambam called Sefer Ahava. It's a person whose full dedication is for no ulterior motive other than this is who I'm dedicated and devoted to. And that's what he's writing. If you haven't come to Lishma, you're still not Shalem. You haven't brought yourself to a complete state of being. But it's Mutar, it's Mutar. But it's okay, it's okay. This is a little bit in contrast too. And we'll talk about his other words to what Nefesh uh, Hayim, whom we spent some time learning last year wrote. If you recall, nefesh haHayim and Sha'ad Dalet on more than one occasion, but also in the Pirakim beforehand, uh, he articulated that the concept of is more a heter than anything else. The concept being, a person should engage because realistically speaking, that's how they will engage with Torah mitzvot, shelo, lishma. What about the idea, he said, is you're going to have at some point in your study of Torah, a moment, a second, a spark of inspiration where it's lishma. Generally speaking, though, the vision is it won't be Lishma. Says Nefesh achayim, if you recall, that in turn purifies all your study beforehand because it shows that was your destination. It explains to yourself and to others, that's my goal. My goal is to get Lishma. So, Nisilat Tisharim's statement, though, is if you haven't come to Lishma, everything you've engaged in until then is without Shilemut. There happens to be a debate amongst the Aharonim. Um, the, the notes over here quoted from Rav Dessler and Rav Tzadok There is a debate amongst the Aharonim. For example, if a person is engaged in the negative Shelo Lishma and uh, by so doing, brings themselves to Lishma. Uh, for example, in Mikhtav Me'eliyahu, he likens it to Avera Lishma, ironically. The Gemara Masechet Nazir and Daf talks about Avera lishma. Avera lishma means I'm engaged in a sin in order to come to something better. Almost a quasi Avera lishma over here. Uh, What happens when the person, we should all merit it, comes to lishma? Do they then need to look back and say, well, I need to do Tishba for all my involvement, Shiloh Lishma? Do I see it as necessary stages? That's the way I'm suggesting Nefesh HaChayim would see it. He says, everything gets ultimately speaking purified through my final moment of Lishma. I got to Lishma, everything's well, you know, immediately purified. Everything was just these stages getting up to that. Almost like teshubah Ahava, the uh, avonot become k'zichuyot. That which I did wrong becomes immediately because I now see it as a heksher as a preparation for my lishma. Alternatively, the vision over here and of some others, Rab Kaka Kakawin among others, is that I haven't in those moments been Bishlemut, And it's true, I'll get to shleimut, the complete state of being in that final stage, when I, if I get to lishma, but without it. And even when I look back, I don't see everything as necessary stages. I see it as unfortunate circumstances, as the life of a person where they engage in Shabbat. Yes, You Yes,
1: heard HaRamban he teaches it. It's really teaching about children. Give them nuts and they'll come and they'll learn. It's not really talk, I don't think he's talking about adults in his example, and there it's kind of an innocence versus someone who seems is more specific about how they get money, and it's, I think it's a very different case. Haram Bam
0: brings children as a mashal. Yes. It's only a mashal, but yeah,
1: I'm, I'm yeah.
0: talking about a lifestyle. That's that's I tell me, as a matter of fact, not, yeah. Antique Sokhov concludes and it says, Vihim Morasha ma'im alechem is the Shilu Lishma. Even though I told you you should be Oved Ahava because you're an adult, and, Vihim Mora ma'im you still, I understand, you're going to have to act out of fear at times over the course of your life.
1: But the part, okay, so maybe what I, what I understand from that, Michelle, someone's coming, in I don't know right or wrong, and I'm trying, but I'm not here, if I knew I would be here, but I don't know, but I'm trying, so I come for the process. I'm not against Torah, I don't, I don't understand it. Versus someone saying, okay, I'm using it as a way to get somewhere for Kavod.
0: But not for Kavod, we're talking about al Kabil Peras for, 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 for a reward. Uh, you know, again, Harambam is, is dealing with and engaging with that statement of Mitok Shelolishma ba'lishma. Uh, so you're saying, it's only a person who's doing it innocently? You and I, if we do it, we're sinners?
1: It's, the the peraz is, because it's also different for process, the in saying it from the footnote from Hashem, that we expect to get reward from Hashem. And, sure, and that's, that's what the peraz is here, contrast a, to the earlier. Compared, compared to what Rav teaches, what, right. not what I'm saying, it's, it's a contrast versus that's a very hard level like you feel through. you the king which goes against the question why they punish? But, but that's they're...
0: what we're talking about over here. We're talking about the piras from God. That's that's the issue we're dealing with.
1: Which is a thing different than the example that Harabam gives. He's saying the piras of Harabam is giving them candies and nuts, and the kids are going to come. On. It's very different in nature. It is, Rabbi, but it's a mashal. Harabam says it's a and, mashal. I got that. But then from Harambam's side, when we go a, a step forward, most people are expect to get a reward from Hashem. the ultimate levels that we serve Hashem for Hashem. Not even... Again,
0: set I met Me Penei VeSofa tova you're doing the truth because you know it's truth that's it
1: but that's like a super high level uh,
0: nobody's doubting that but that's what haram bam says you're striving for as an idealist he really has it in mind for everyone is very much purposed in that direction as well that's what he's telling us he says what is it and anything short of that is missing and and see it as necessary stages if you must, but you're not shalem. Omnami continues, ma shetarikh le'adam yoteri a'younu melachar abba, hu ta'arov et Listen to his wording. I mean, it's a jarring wording, misilat yishalem, you have to be medayek in this word. He says the hardest part and the the, um, engagement with regards to us as human beings in our avodah that's most difficult is Ta'arovet ha'isur, he's calling shelo lishmah, which again, Robbie, is aminat, the kabel peras, which is on condition that i be rewarded by God. He's calling that isur, the lashon of mesilat yisharim. is jarring, the Hainu.
1: okay, okay. We fall to
0: the Okay, ha'adam h'olech ve'oseh mitzvah lishmah mamash, she'kach gazar avino Hey, he says uh, there will be circumstances where the person is, is initially driven by, this is God's command, uh, but as they get involved, well, it looks good and it feels good as people honor me and respect me, it becomes a shituf. Now, the word shituf is, is generally speaking an ugly word in our tradition. We talk about shituf with regards to avodazara. And he's talking about shituf, your meshatef, a matter which is pure and pristine, with a matter meaning the respect, dignity, honor, peras, reward, which is, which is tameh, which is isur. He says, I'll go further, he says, sometimes a person will be entirely dedicated to doing it for the right reason and the truth is they'll continue doing it for the right reason, but they'll add a little bit because of the honor. They'll go out of their way to have it seen and felt by others. Um, for the honor, he gives a mashal, which is a, a funny one. He says, mm-hmm. uh, If you recall, this daughter of Rabbi Hananiah ben she was walking. And the Romans, here's the irony, and in other words, this is clearly a mashal, he's not uh, in context of avodat Hashem. The Romans saw her and she overhears them saying, how beautiful is her walk. It doesn't sound like because it was sanua per se. And she as a result is midakdeket yoter, she's more... Uh, I don't know, flashy or outward with regards to her walking. Ultimately speaking, the Gemara, clearly seeing it negative, tells us that she was put into She was put into a, a harlot ring of some sort. Uh, so, what's the, so why is he mentioning this over here? He's clearly mentioning it as a Mashal. Here's a person who started walking in one way as she heard that others enjoyed it and appreciated it because of their word, she got better at the way she was strutting and walking. As says, without saying it explicitly, you begin your you're just walking. Why? That's what the Bore said. That's what I'm doing. But as you hear people talking about you, as you realize the distinction, the honor that you're receiving, uh, you now refine your ways more. That's a ta'arovit, That's a Shituf. Yes, Terry.
1: So when he's say in Talmud, let's say there's practical reasons for why I do this fast, like keeping kosher, keeping my body clean. It's not just lishma that, oh, I'm doing it because God says so, but also the practical benefits for doing this well. Is that wrong in his eyes? Would he call
0: that Isura as well? In other words, if you're, dura, if you're getting to the Ta'am HaMitzvah, Teddy's asking. In other words, HaRambam, for example, says that Kashrut is for health reasons. So you got to the Ta'am HaMitzvah, and you're doing it now, not only because Kaktsiva alaiha kadosh Baruch but because of what you know is the Ta'am HaMitzvah. A fascinating question. I don't know, he hasn't addressed it. In other words, he's only talked about peras. he's talked about Yekhabidu Adam. You're asking about the Ta'am HaMitzvah, that's an interesting interesting uh, uh, thought. So, I mean, I
2: think the, the approach is, if I compare it to like a level who seems to be just saying like, there are levels. An example that we're giving of Kavod, right, that's clearly like a little more jarring because you feel like, okay, he's doing it for something negative. He's trying to get which is a negative thing, as opposed to just saying Amenat Pras, which is more example of like, let's say I'm respecting my parents because I want a long life. Right. So now I am, the Torah told me that's the reward. The right. most, like Chovato would just say, like, you're just functioning at a lower level than somebody's doing it. at Avah. But here it's almost saying that if I'm just following the Torah, I'm doing something wrong. For, which for is, the Sakhar. That's right? what it says. But then at the same time, you know, I could, I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you could argue that he's saying, you know, his other example is also saying that the ends justify the means. Right? When we just said now, like, oh, if he as long as he gets to that spark, or you're saying only never he right say He's that.
0: calling it Isur. He's calling it Ta'aravat Isur. He's saying once he got, he didn't really commit himself, and once you got there, what happens retroactively? I'm, I'm telling you, others do, and it seems to me from his articulation, I'm calling it Isur, to say that purity backward. Right, see,
2: but you see the point of Kavod, we clearly have, it's to be humble. So I can argue that that's, that that's a problem. But to say that I'm doing a mitzvah, respecting my parents for a long life, that's exactly what the Torah told me to do. I just didn't reach this. again,
0: uh, in in the context of Kibbuta Vayim, you're right, the Torah happens to say that. In the context of Ta'ameh mitzvot, which Teddy argues as well, you know, in other words, if we're deriving that, uh, the, the question well, like is, the would but say the question is in a, a general a sense, when high level high level high level the Torah, Torah just to tells you something without mentioning it, yeah. without us deriving from it, why are you doing it? You're doing it for the reward, so to speak, in Olam haba, or that's the aminat la-kabil piras in its most simple sense. And so, again, he, he has very high expectations. There's no be- question but yet.
1: Then he's the berit has reward. If you do this, you'll be rewarded. If not, it's all in condition of berit, So it's very hard to The question is, he using harsh language? Because he's goal
2: oriented. Listen, if I'm, I get the result out of the reader that I um, want.
0: Uh, I'd like to take his words. But it's very hard to say. Are. But then, how um, do you say no that? No questioning he's, that. Yeah. <laughs> he's holding us to very high standards. So does Aram Bam, though. He says this ta'arovet, this mixing of lishma and shelo lishma, although I'm not going to say, he says that there's a certain bitul, there's an annulment of the negative side from the positive, He said, you nonetheless won't say that this individual is tahor legamre. That's the concept of tahara in general. Anyone and everyone who's ever heard of the laws of mikveh, of a woman who's an ida, for example, in today's day and age, knows that a hatzitzah bin Mu'at is problematic. If there's even something missing with regards to the sanctity, with the purity, Oh, well, then it's not pure. It's Sha'arei Teshubav, Rabbeinu Yonah makes this point as well. He says, listen, there are fundamentals of Teshubah. What are they? Kabbalah lahaba, harata'al Lahaavar, Vidui. I have an acceptance for the future. I have a regret about the past. I have a verbal confession. Says Sha'arei Teshubah. but tahara, you don't have if you've just fulfilled those. You're a bottom line. You're a letter of the law person. You've achieved something. You haven't been tahor. Tahor means to be mechabes, is his words over there. Tahor means to achieve and to strive for more than that. Now the Yisharim, borrowing that terminology of tahara for this context, perhaps, is making the same point. He says, listen, you're not going, we're not going to say that you're per se an Oved uh, um, if you have this tahara of it. He says, but you're not a tahor. Ki henei sheen ole al gabei mizbech shelemata ila solet nikya minupe." He says lehavdeal, or to compare, the Gemara menachot explains that a korban mincha needs to be very refined flour in order to create that loaf of bread. A very refined, refined. It can't have anything that's mixed in that's not from the components and ingredients that are supposed to be in his kach. Behoha He says so too, you think that so to speak on that upper altar with regards to your avodah, your worship of God, uh, you're going to just bring up matters which do have a ta'ar of it? In the physical sense, in this world, he says that a korban min needs to be fully uh, fully purified, pu- fu- fully refined. You think your actions don't need to be uh, so as well? <laughs> now, Danny, the doctor, The any I'm not saying that if you're not 100% in, it's nithe. I'm not saying it's not accepted. A uh, famous Midrash says, who doesn't uh, withhold zakhar from kolbirya? We'll come back to that word in a moment. And you'll be rewarded for your actions i'm talking about the refined the purified the complete actions and worship here's his words ohave hashem be'emet ohave hashem be'emet referring to that lashon of harambam shelai kare be'ze hashem elah avodah ha'tehorah legamre <laughs> so effectively his concluding statement in this paragraph is this is not to suggest that you're a nothing if this is your Avoda with the but it is to suggest that it's so to speak from midatara Hamim Baruch Hu as a result to, as opposed to a relationship of Deen. Now to just take a moment to 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 develop this thought a little bit further and uh, it's uh, very much influenced by it happens to be the notes on the page over here quoted from Rabbi Moshe Shapira and Rabbi Moshe Shapira spoke about this on more than one occasion. As a matter of fact his Son-in-law, Rabbi Yaakov Feldman, just published a book called The Choice to Believe, in which he articulates and develops this thought uh, at, at a greater length. And the concept goes as follows. To go to, misilati, uh, to Nefesh ha if you recall, the very beginning of Nefesh Hayim, he deals with, in Sha'ar Aleph, from the very beginning, he deals with, as does Harambam, the beginning of Moray Nebuchim, but Nefesh Hayim in his own way, what does it mean to be, live and to behave with a Tselem Elokim? What does it mean for a human being to have a Tselem Elokim? Of course, those words are difficult to translate. What does it mean to have the complexion of God? What does it mean to live with uh, that, uh, that ability or that, that God-given trait that each of us have? Nefesh HaChayim takes a unique approach to this matter. He says it's to exert your Bechidach It's to make decisions independently. It's to make your own decisions, to not be coerced or forced into what you're doing, rather to make that decision mindfully and on your own. That's to act like God. God's motive for creation, what motive for creation? He created because He wanted to create. In turn, your decision as you make it, if it's your own, not compelled by society, not told to you by another, that is Selem Elokim at its best. U'bahata b'chayim, the Torah says, you'll choose life. That's the ability to exert and to live with nefesh, wait, with what nefesh Hayim terms, Selem Elokim. That's the ABCs of this. Now let's make our way into the conversation in this Bedeq. What does it mean to act? From an aspect and a motive of lishma that by definition is defining you as a person who has decided to do this. That's your Bechira chofshi. That's rising to the level of tzela melukim. If you've decided to do it because of societal pressures, societal norms, because people will call you to be, because you'll be able to engage in one way or another, because you'll be rewarded, and that's what you imagine is the way and reason you should be doing this, you're not being buhair. You're not choosing. If you're born into, and here's the challenge of life, for all intents and purposes, you're born into an already connected family, observant family, you haven't made a decision to opt into such a life, well then you're very deficient. It's unfair? No no question. But the challenge for you is to break out of that and see how can you make your own decisions? What is it that's compelling you with your own self-identity, with your own self-expression and decisions? That's where you find Bechira hofshit How many people in the scheme of things live life with a Bechira hofshit with this thought in mind? Very, very, very few. To live life with Bechira hofshit means I'm choosing to do this because it's my own independent decision. The existential philosophers would suggest that we never in our lifetimes arrive at a Bechira Havshit in its fullest sense. Well, if that's the thought over here, if that's what we're talking about as we discuss Lishma, arriving at a a Bechira Havshit, it's perhaps that reference over here, if you recall, that God rewards um, listen to the wording Rabbi Shapiro called attention to. Kol the lashon, the wording of that mechilta is God rewards all birya, all, all creations. You'll be rewarded if you're acting shalom You were brought up in such a context. You decided to worship God worship God, and have a life of avodah because of X, Y, and Z. Sure, you'll be rewarded as a birya, as a creation, not as a human being. Not as a Tzelem Elokim. means I've arrived at a decision, a purposeful, mindful decision. Bechidah Havshit. You lived life like a birya, a good birya, a beautiful, high-level animal in creation. But you haven't arrived at humanity and where it should be. That's, that's the thought, that's the direction here. What misilati sharim is maybe bringing us to is what Haram Bam articulates as well as what we can get to in the apex and the pinnacle of who we are as human beings. It's to be able to be bohed. And people sometimes get confused. Why is he talking? So of course, freedom of choice. I mean, what's the question? Freedom of choice is very difficult. It's far and in between. Harambam describes that's the passageway to Olam Haba. That's very telling as well because the Gemara Masechet Pesachim and Dafnun asks a contradiction in Pesukim. On the one hand, the Pasuk says, Ki gadol ad shamayim Hazdecha, Your chesed God is until the heavens. On the other hand, the Pasuk says, Ki gadol me'al shamayim Hazdecha, Your chesed, your goodness and goodwill, God is above heaven. What does the Gemara answer? Kan ba'olam hazeh, kan ba'olam And then the Gemara goes, Further, and the Gimara says, Kan be osim lishma, can be osim The difference between doing lishma and shelo is the difference between, so to speak, olam haba and olam hazeh. How does Haran Bam characterize olam haba? Be hilachav shiit. You've decided on your own. That's what it means to be Oved Lishma. It's in this context, and I'll conclude with this, that, it, that the thought uh, occurred to me this morning that maybe that as well is, is the wording of that Gemara in Masechet Berachot. Let's pause for a second and reflect. The Gemara says that if a person is being Oved Shiloh Lishma, Noach Lo, Shiloh Better that he would not have been created. Listen for a moment to a different Gemara. A well-known Gemara in Masechet Eruvin. You see, the Gemara in Masechet Eruvin has the following words it's a kimarama saheqt eruvin and uh, Daf the Gemara over there says that for two and a half years, Beit Shammai, Beit disagreed. It doesn't say whose opinion was what. We have theories about that. Whether it's better for human beings to have been, create, be, have been created, Noach lo shelo nivra, Noach lo shelo nivra. Identical wording. You understand? The Gemara Berachot and Yod says if you do Shiloh lishma, Noach lo nivra. The Gemara says for two and a half years they deliberated and disagreed, Noach lo shelo nivra, Noach lo shelo nivra. Then the Gemara says until Nimnu v'Gamru they voted and they decided, would have been better to have not been created. Now that you were created, now that you've been created, look into your actions, introspect, fix them. You hear the words? The wording again of identical, I think that connection between those suyot is very telling. Listen to the words now of the Gemara and Eruvin. It would have been better that you, as a human being, had not been created. You want to know why? Because you won't choose freely in your life. Because there won't be a spark, a moment in your life where you'll actually be deciding something on your own, independent of all calculations and decisions, because you know this is truth. because you're not really going to come there. Akhshav shenivrah, now that you have been created try to get there. Look into your actions. Determine why you're doing what you're doing. The message then of Misilati Yisharim very much reflected in those words of who is an Adam, who are we as human beings. This is not to negate lifestyles in which people are doing the right thing. You're a wonderful individual. Are you a human being in the fullest sense? Are you an Adam? Not really. You're, uh, You're a Your creation, I want to imagine everyone has the potential for We only maximize. We only bring forth. We only bring. Uh, we only develop that when we truly decide. When we truly are Buhed Baha'im. the understanding then of Mesilat Yesharim, and he'll in truth refer to that word later on. He'll talk about this behira later in the Perik. He'll talk about the concept that the Lishma comes as a result of our decision which is coming forth. And again, the idea being, and not as easy task, again, Noach Losh Shalom Nivra is a concession of the rabbis in which they say, listen, it's difficult. We live life where we're compelled, we're forced, we decide things because we're told or because we think. Lishma, though, is the ideal. Lishma is the ideal because then and only then do you truly maximize, do you br- truly bring forth that Salem Elohim, which you have uh, latent, which you have in potential in each and every one of us. Baruch Amen,